Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is the stress of reacting. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Welcome, everyone. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I'm holding in my hand a book that I wrote seven years ago. It's called A Brief Introduction to Stress Management. I've been on the air now for, this is my 33rd year on the air. And my program is one of the longest-running Christian stress management radio programs in the world. I've been around a long time, over three decades. And I want to talk about stress because it is it is the thing that is killing you. Or to put it another way, it's your reaction to stress that's killing you. Do you realize that Christ said the wages of sin is death? And do you realize that for the human race, the reason that we die is actually because of stress? Now, in the animal kingdom, stress makes the animal stronger. The deer is in the forest and hears the roar of the lion. And the deer runs. And when the deer runs, its legs get stronger. But for the human being, have you noticed that the problem that we have is not with the, you know, roaring lions or the wind or the rain or those things. The stress that is debilitating to us is the stress of reacting. And reacting to what? Other people. And then it spreads to things that happen to us. We become upset. We become angry. Isn't that the beginning of it? Isn't anger the beginning of most of your problems? Think about it when you were a child. You got angry at your mom. You got angry at your dad. You got got angry at your brother, had other kids at school. You got angry. Pretty soon you were angry at everything. So anger is one of the big problems. But look at it this way, I began to say, and I don't want to lose this beautiful point. It's not beautiful, but it's important. If you do not react to the the little meannesses, the little discourtesies, the little errors, and the things that other people do, you know, they drive too fast or they don't say good morning to you or something. If you did not react to those things, they would not be a stress to you. If you didn't react to the extra bill, to the extra work, to your kids didn't do their homework, your wife is angry at you, your husband is upset about something, if you didn't react to those things, then they would not be a stress to you. Do you understand? Now, in the Garden of Eden, it was paradise. All Adam had to do was wake up every morning, just like a kid. Remember when you were a little kid? You woke up in the morning, you jumped from bed, ran across the room, and you were ready for a day of adventure and a day of discovery. That was the way life was supposed to be, and that's the way it was for Adam in paradise, to wander about in God's great universe on this beautiful 
Emerald Isle called Earth and enjoy the wonders of it all and discover of God and of his love and his creative genius. And it would have been a wonderful adventure, but you know what? There was a presence in the garden, in the foliage. There was a presence. And that presence made a suggestion. And that suggestion, Adam listened to it. He took it in. He thought about it. He went with it. And what did he end up doing? He ended up disobeying God by doubting what God had said and following someone else's will. And it ended up with Adam ushering in death for the human race. But if Adam had simply heard the words that were, you know, parroted by Eve, if he had simply heard those words, let him go in one ear and out the other and said, no, Father said we're not to eat of that fruit, then nothing bad would ever have happened. Do you understand? It, it only became a stress when he reacted to it. And in the case of Adam, he reacted with excitement, with interest, and it stimulated his imagination. But for you, yeah, excitement is also a stress. But for you, mainly, it's, it's anger. You react to other people with anger, to what they say with anger, to what they suggest with anger, to what they do with anger. So, why are we so stressed? Well, you know what? We actually, have, have you ever seen in the cartoon that somebody's walking around and on their back? Maybe you remember, maybe when you were a little kid, somebody did it. They got a piece of paper and, and they wrote on it, hit me. And then they, they went and slapped the person on the back and then pasted it on their back. So they're walking around with, a, with a, a note on their back that says, hit me. Well, a lot of us are walking around and we're totally stressed out because we invite stress. That's right, we invite it. time ago when you were a little child you could you could do one thing and then another and then another and another and yeah you know what they call that now they they call it what do they call it hyperactivity or something like that well some kids are hyperactive but others they just go from one thing to another it's perfectly natural you do this for a few minutes and then something else and you do this for a minute then you do that and you you do one thing and then suddenly you go ask a question and then you rush away and do something else. That's perfectly natural. That's the way I am. I'm 70 years old and that's the way I am. I do a little this and a little that. When I'm no longer interested in it, I put it down and I do something else. That's the natural way. Free, unencumbered. See, so that's what you must find. Why do we invite stress? We invite stress because stress, reacting to stress, is the only life that we now know. It's the fallen ego life. It's the life of getting angry at this person and being mad at that person and getting excited about this and being nervous about that and getting our feelings hurt about this and remembering that and regretting this. You see, it's a life of emotional reactions. And that's what we think of as life. 
And that's what the experts tell you too, don't they? The so-called experts. To grab for the gusto, to get excited, and to be filled with rage, and to be filled with passion. That's what we think of as life. But remember, it's reacting. That's distress. Now, Dr. Hans Selye, who was the founder of, of the study of stress in modern times, Dr. Hans Selye showed that there are predictable consequences for the body of reacting to stress. But you know who was the greatest stress management expert of all time? It was Christ. He conquered all stress. He conquered, look, they were cruel to him. They doubted him. They misinterpreted what he said. They were rude to him. They tried to kill him. They tormented him. They tortured him. They talked behind his back. And then they killed him. But he overcame it all. He overcame all of the meanness and cruelty by not hating them. He overcame the hate. See, they hated him. Now, you see, he was a stress to them. He was a stress. But it was his goodness that was a stress to the evil that was in them. And it hated him. And those people who agreed with that in them also hated him. He was a threat to their, to their power and to their glory and to their self-righteousness. So they hated him. But he didn't hate back. He didn't hate back. And he overcame all that was done to him without hating. And at the very end, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then what happened? Then he took his body back. He conquered everything, including death itself. He conquered death. And not only that, but he left us clues. He told us also how we can conquer stress. He told us how to conquer stress. What did he say? He said, forgive. Forgive others. Don't hate. He said, put first the kingdom of God. In other words, don't make other things too important. Don't make anything more important than what you know in your heart is right. And he said, trust in God. But above all, he said, forgive, forgive. So now with those clues that he gave us, and it was more than clues, and it was more than advice. It was actually principles that if you obeyed those principles and followed those principles, they would lead to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Now, I want you to, to understand that Number one, you must see that there's something you're going to have to give up. Well, there's several things you're going to have to give up. But the main thing that you have to give up is resentment and judgment. Resentment is that little feeling, the little feeling of hate that you harbor against someone. That little hate supports your ego, 
supports your life apart from God and makes you a slave of everything on the outside. You have to let go of that hate. You have to do what Christ said. He said, forgive. And how do we forgive? Don't resent. Don't resent. It's that simple. When somebody doesn't do you right, or they don't say good morning to you or something, just let it pass. Overlook it. Let it go. If someone did something to you in the past, let it go. Let it go. That's the number one principle that he taught us of stress management. And, of course, there are others. But let's focus on that one because that's the most important. And what does resentment lead to? It also leads to anger. See, what is, what is it that's behind anger and resentment? It's judgment. So another person makes a mistake, you judge them, and you resent them. If you feel superior to them, then you judge them and condemn them with a superior sort of a hate. And if you feel inferior to them, then, or, you feel, or you're intimidated by what they said, then you resent them. Got it? So if you could let go of judgment, and you could let go of resentment. If another person makes a mistake, see the mistake, but don't hate them for it. Don't judge them for it. You understand? Don't resent them for it. Now, why am I focusing on resentment? Remember, I began by talking about stress. And I said that if somebody did something and you didn't react to it, it would not be a stress. Your body wouldn't have hormones flowing and a fight-or-flight condition in the body. Your blood pressure wouldn't go up. Your stomach wouldn't become upset. You wouldn't get a headache or an eye ache. You wouldn't become nervous. You wouldn't make mistakes. You wouldn't become confused. You wouldn't become fixated on it. None of these things would happen if you didn't become upset or angry in the first place. If it just passed you by, you understand? Then none of these effects would happen to your body and you would remain calm. And then being calm, you would be able to be more reasonable and rational and make better decisions. And then there would be even less stress in your life. You get it? So it's learning not to react. If you have a question or need advice, Call our listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Are you having relationship difficulties? The Myths and Mysteries of Marriage is a marriage and repair handbook that you've been waiting for. Roland tackles the tough marriage-related questions with discernment, honesty, and humor. Simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the icon Books. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as The Rhapsody in Blue by the American composer George Gershwin. Thanks for listening.
Now you can listen to Shedding Shackles live streaming on your phone. Simply call 518-896-1902. That's 518-896-1902. But you know who was the greatest stress management expert of all time? It was Christ. He conquered all stress. He conquered, look, they were cruel to him. They doubted him. They misinterpreted what he said. They were rude to him. They tried to kill him. They tormented him. They tortured him. They talked behind his back. And then they killed him. But he overcame it all. He overcame all of the meanness and cruelty by not hating them. He didn't hate back. And he overcame all that was done to him without hating. And at the very end, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then what happened? Then he took his body back. He conquered everything including death itself. He conquered death. And not only that, but he left us clues. He told us also how we can conquer stress. He told us how to conquer stress. What did he say? He said, forgive. Forgive others. Don't hate. He said, put first the kingdom of God. In other words, don't make other things too important. Don't make anything more important than what you know in your heart is right. And he said, trust in God. But above all, he said, forgive. Now, here's an interesting thing for you to consider. Some of you, all of you, have had dreams during the night. You had a dream that was scary. Somebody was chasing you around, and they were going to do something to you, and you were running, and you were screaming in your dream, and they were going to get you. And then you woke up, and you saw that it was just a dream, and it was over. Usually during during the night, Your body doesn't have any sensations at all. Once in a while, you might be yelling in your sleep or something. But most of the time, no matter how outlandish and how scary your dream is, you wake up, nothing. And the next day, nothing. Your body is fine. And it fades away. You don't even remember it. You totally forget it. It has no effect on you whatsoever. Now, isn't it interesting that that could be so? And you know that that's the case. You can have a bad dream, and a week later, you don't even remember it. And it didn't affect your body, and you're fine. Well, suppose that somebody came up to you, and they called you a jerk and said you were stupid, and uh, so on. Something that really upset you, or your wife gave you a dirty look, or your husband said something mean, or, or your kids didn't listen to you. and. It was, it was almost like it was happening to somebody else. It, it didn't affect your body. 
And then the next day, you totally forgot about it. And you saw everything with fresh eyes. Now, wouldn't that be beautiful? Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. So there's some sort of a reaction. Somebody says something, and the way you react to it causes a memory to form. And then around that memory forms a sort of a life. And then a few days later, you encounter the person who said something, and you react to them. Or you're sitting in your room, and you start thinking about what they said to you or did to you, and you think about it, and before long your body is reacting like it did the first time. Your heart is pounding, your stomach is churning, your blood pressure has gone up, and you're angry, and you're clenching your fists, and you're full of rage about what they did or full of hurt feelings. Do you see that these emotions are the ones that are ruining your body and ruining your life because they keep coming back over and over again? Wouldn't it be better if something happened and you just dealt with it, whatever needed to be done, maybe nothing needs to be done, and then the next day you don't even remember it? And if you encountered that person, you don't, you don't feel anything. That's the way you're supposed to be. Now do you understand? So you can now realize that you have a lot of, a lot of basic spring training to do. You've got to get back to basics, and, you're going to, and there's a lot of work to do. But luckily, it's a work that is not stressful. If you began to do some of the things that I talk about on this program, it doesn't require any effort at all. Somebody says something to you, you don't resent them. It's that easy. You remember your mom or dad did something, but now you realize they couldn't help themselves any more than you can help yourself. Look at yourself now. If you're a parent, look how you are impatient with your kids and so on. Do you want to be that way? No, you don't. Well, they didn't want to be that way either, but they couldn't stop themselves. So now you can see that. Now that you're in their shoes, you see they couldn't help themselves. They were lost sheep. The world was too much for them. The world was too much. Somebody had done something to them when they were little children, and they never recovered. Let the buck stop with you. That's an old expression. Let the buck stop with you. In other words, let a new life that's not like that begin with you. No more being impatient with your kids, being angry with your kids, hating your husband, hating your wife, resenting other people. No more of that. Let it go. Let it go and start a new life. Now, I have something thing that can help you. It's a little Christian meditation. It's very simple. It helps you to be calm so that you can pray better, so that you can think about. See, what's the problem that we have? We wake up and we say, today I'm not going to get mad at my wife. I'm not going to get mad at my husband. I'm not going to get angry at my boss. 
I'm not going to get upset by the customers. We say that, don't we? I'm not going to let my, kid, let my kids upset me. But then what happens? It's not long before you start getting upset. And then it's like a snowball. And before long, you're angry at everything. And you blew it again. And then you, and then you resent yourself and hate yourself. You see what I mean? No more of that. Now, if you start the day with something that helps you to start off calm, then you can take the calmness out into the world with you. In other words, a little bit of a detached point of view. And you go out in the world and something happens and it doesn't phase you. You're not upset. You didn't get angry. The moment passes and you're safe. You see how simple? So, I've been doing this now for over 30 years. I help Christians become better Christians. That's exactly what I do. It's very simple. It's very sweet. Now, why do I do this? I do it because that's what I do. I'm like a canary. A canary sings and I sing. That's all. I buy the airtime from the station. I don't work for the station. I have to buy the airtime. I pay for it with money that I earn. And some people help a little bit. And I've been able to do this now for over 30 years. That's pretty good. Huh? So it's a labor of love. It's a labor of love. I'm extending my hand in friendship to help you overcome stress. Now, I want to welcome my new listeners in uh, Massachusetts. I'm on the radio now in Massachusetts, and I'm really delighted for the opportunity. A great, great radio station and uh, a great audience, I know. And how did it come to pass? Well, I was talking to a client, and the client mentioned that he was from Boston. Oh, that's interesting. And then later that same day, I was talking to a very nice lady, and she said that she had gone to Boston to study. And so Boston, 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 what's that all about? So I thought I would take a look on the Internet, and I found the most wonderful Christian station in uh, Massachusetts. Two of them, actually. Beautiful. And so here I am, and I'm glad to be here. But bear one thing in mind, if you would, please. And that is that I'm only on once a week. Well, I'm actually on twice a week. But you're not going to hear me every day. So you have to write down the website, SheddingShackles.com. And also remember the time that I'm on and go to the website because all the materials are there. And the little Christian meditation that I mentioned, it's free. It's totally free. And it's on the website for you to listen to or for you to download for free. All right? Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.